Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. I am your host, Sam Randazzo, and I am joined, as always, by my two absolutely stunning co-hosts. To my right, it is the one and only Uncle Sam. Hello. I wanted to put a helmet on, but I couldn't find one to fit my head. Your head's too big. Anyway. You'd think with no hair, it would just slide right on, though. That's a a fucking big negative there, You need to lube your head up. (laughs) Whoever told you that your helmet will fit your head because you're bald? You need to lube your head up a little bit better. And behind the computer, just as useful as always, it is Bruce, the tugboat. Venditti. Tucker nut. Wait, Eddie! <laughs> What's up? Got the football helmet. You got to say it. Okay, hey, so you hey, think you think hey. with your hair, Hello. Hello. you have a pretty big head. So I with do. Your, with very... your head, or with your hair. Uh, by the way, and the lack I of his hair. I don't mean to bring this up right now. You, he's in the middle of a sentence. Can you hold he on does a this every you time I talk. With himself over here. He what does the it. fucking hell, dude? Stop touching. Why are you stuff. looking at my? Why are you looking there? Dude, why are you? Why exactly, are you looking there? Why? View. No, 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 no. That's sus. Why are you I looking view, down bud. there? Because you always, you you're always like looking this. at, you're always looking at him. I see you doing this. Because they're, you know, I gotta the position f- him right, dude. I'm Jesus sitting down. God help me. You're constantly looking at him and me. You're kind of sus on that. Yeah. Anyway. Why are you looking at so much dong yeah. all the time? Listen, I, there ain't that it much dong there to look at, but. Advert your eyes. Anyway. What were you saying about my oversized head? <laughs> yeah, my you should head. be able to fit that helmet on there real easy there, uh, hair club for small men. Small head. So. <laughs> hair club anyway, for with the lack hair of, club for young young men anyway, in their 20s. Anyway, with your debauchery. You, you better start with, taking with some With your hair stuff. and head size and the lack of his hair. <laughs> Which is in head size. You think he would be able to put a helmet on? You, I think I might have more hair than you, Bruce. If I actually let it grow out, I think. No, I if you more. took if you took content of hair over the entire body, you definitely have more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got enough hair on my yeah, back to has, cover his. Yeah, head. he's got back hair, weirdo. So, thank God the preseason is over. Um, thank you. Yeah, that was pretty ugly. That was ugly. Uh. For a, for a lot, for a of, lot teams. of teams, it was ugly. Um, so now we're in the bye week. That was week four of the preseason before we actually get real football starting next Thursday. So um, we're going to go through a all the matchups next week, make our picks per usual in normal season form. Next Tuesday's episode will be a legitimate week one episode. So get ready for that. Because we have real football exactly seven days away. No, nine days away, my bad. I can't wait. Sorry. Um, obviously, that Thursday night matchup is going to be a great one between the Rams and the Bills. And we will preview it next week. But right now, 53-man roster cuts are happening as we speak. A lot have already happened today. There has been a lot of surprises. Uh, some guys are starting, are hitting the pup list. Reserve list, whichever one it is, because they're pretty much both the exact same thing now. There's just a weak difference. And there's a lot of names that are going to be out there and a lot of guys who got cut that are going to find new homes. But first and foremost, there's one we need to talk about that really crushed me this morning. The Lions cut Mr. Kennedy. What? They cut who? 
They cut Tom Kennedy. Really? They cut Julian Edelman reincarnate Tom Kennedy. They cut Tom Kennedy? Why? He's going to go somewhere else and be a freaking No, star. it's either that or they put him on the practice squad. No. He's gone. You're kidding me. Tom Kennedy is no more. Well, they did him a favor because I'm sure somebody will pick Tom him up. Kennedy. Uh, so, and Tim Boyle. They cut Tim Boyle? They cut Tim Boyle and not the... David Blow is still yeah. on the team, eh? David Blow me is still on the I, team. I, I can't believe either one of them are on the okay, team. Okay, but Tim Boyle played way better than Listen David to me. Blow either me. one of them guys have no business being in the league. But cut David Blow me, dude. Dude, neither Why? one of them have no business. You saw it. If anybody watched that Lions okay. game, seen it, so that neither thing. one of those guys are even viable backups in this league. Uh, so, while I was watching that absolute fucking trash bag debacle against Pittsburgh, uh, I was appalled with the fact that both David Blow and Tim Boyle are somehow even being considered for NFL rosters. I mean, they're just... They were atrocious. It was said they would not make. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think either one of them would be on a, on an NFL roster if they were not on the Lions. Well, let's. Why? Why are they still here? Cut both. I, I don't. I don't get it. That, yeah, that's the best case scenario. You know. Cut fucking. Hey, Cam both. Newton's still out there. Huh? You need to sign this guy. Go, I mean, I have right heard the ghost of Cam Newton. Cam I've been Newton hearing with a Rudolph. broken leg would be more viable than either of them. I've been hearing Rudolph. Well, no, the no, so, they were talking trading for him. I don't yeah. want to trade for a back. Well, no, well, honest to God, I wouldn't him. have cared. You you give up a six round pick for Mason Rudolph, I would do that. But the Steelers came out today and said that they they're no longer looking to move him. So they're keeping three quarterbacks. They're going to keep three quarterbacks. Well, that's because they, well, here's the thing. You see Trubisky, he looked real nice there. He played at a little nice half. A la, regardless, the Lions' defense was not at full strength. I think it's going to be their Achilles heel this year regardless. But I I just whoever I, I don't think they trust Trubisky. Uh, and I don't think Pickett's ready. Otherwise, I don't think Rudolph would still be there. Okay, I'll say this much. After seeing what I – sorry, I'm putting my sock on on camera right now, but it was inside out and it was driving me nuts. Uh, after seeing what I saw – and again, you don't put too much weight on preseason. I, I get that. You don't put a ton of weight on the preseason. But I'll say this. This team, regardless of how pumped up Hard Knocks gets you, regardless of how much faith you have in Dan Campbell, um, this team is not where I thought they were. No, they're not. They are they're, not. They are a five-win team. They, they are if not. If they're lucky. I am willing to say now they are not a five-win team. You they are going so? to go. I I'm really starting to get the feeling that they're a three win football team again. They just are. They don't have anything. Nothing looks spectacular. You know, if there's one thing that I learned from watching Hard Knocks about the Lions, it's that DeAndre Swift is scared to take a hit now, and that worries me. Where did you learn that? Go back and watch it. I watched it. I watched all of them. Where did you Every get? Where did you time. get that? Are you Every talking about Stanley time. screaming at him because he he's not hitting him a hole? to go inside because he won't hit a hole and he won't cut inside. Yeah, Every time right. he runs outside of the sideline, you're right. And if you go back and watch yeah. those the his the few plays he got in the preseason, if you watch it, he can't get out. He's of it. telling him go inside, not get outside. Yes, I understand. Get, down. get inside. He's still working on it, man. 
guess what? He doesn't have time to work on it. When you are as touted as he is, and when everybody's going to give you as much recognition as he has gotten, you better know how to hit a fucking hole. You better go out there and fight for an extra yard. Regardless, Dan Campbell's out but is there. Is he going to do this. that in preseason? Huh? Is he going to do that in preseason? Najee Harris was. Yeah, and he got ran over all game. And he's still going to be the week one starter. Yeah. Okay. But guess what? If he's you're going not, up against rookies and he's getting his ass take, kicked all game. If you're scared to take the hits in week, one, week three of the preseason, what's going to happen when week one comes around when you're actually going up against starters? They worry me. And I didn't think that until I was like the first I, I two weeks. I don't think running like, back will be the issue for them regardless. I think there's enough guys behind him to cover up that mess. Jamal Williams is going to be a huge part of the offense. Yeah, I, I really think he's going to be a bigger part of the offense than what everybody thinks. Um, and I, I like the Craig Reynolds kid. I really like have, him. I'll tell you their problems. Quarterback? Quarterback is not the issue. It is the and it will be the Jared issue. Goff. Watch. Jared Goff is Watch. not the Listen, issue. I'm just saying this. I I come around to like Jared Goff. Okay, I've seen the videos of him actually leading a little bit, being the the correct leader. But I don't think he will be able to get the ball in the hands of these guys. But I, get the I, hands in, get in the hands of who? Because I'll tell you what, DJ Chark didn't look impressive. Uh we didn't really see St. Brown all that much, which is fine. Uh, Hawkinson. Wait, I'll tell you what worried me. The offensive line played an entire fucking half. I will say that. And they yeah. were garbage. And they looked, you, they looked like shit. Okay, I but kidding. I don't think that's going to be their their downfall. Their, their downfall is, honestly, their coverage, their, their defensive backfield. Well, here's the thing. When you have the most expensive that's their problem. That is their downfall right there. Because their defensive line, line, I think, is solid. The defensive line is not solid. The defensive line needs to get pressure. I, you're, I think they you're got, wrong. How many I sacks did they have? Wrong. How many sacks they have in that game? I don't know. Okay. But they had the quarterback. Two. They had every quarterback scrambling Two. every single time. Well, it doesn't matter when you're throwing the ball downfield and making plays like Mitch. But Trubisky. that's when. But you get a quarterback out of the pocket and he's rushing to the you know the sideline. Your defensive backfield's got to be able to, to, to make the play. You're not supposed to get out of the you pocket. Want true, you want a true testament to that defense? Mitch Trubisky earned the starting job against them. That's all you need to fucking know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mitch Trubisky makes you go out there and look like a fu- like like a look like a shit show. And then the you have problems. He burnt the Lions back when he was in Chicago. Yes, he did. I was at that game in Chicago. Well, they got issues. Chicago for like what four or five years. They have issues. They have issues. No shit. And and the offensive line was supposed to be the strength of the, the team, str- and, and they and it did not look like. I it. look. I was watching that game, and I at one point I said. This is the most expensive offensive line in football. This yeah. is supp- you yeah. at one point you got a third and fifteen and you run a fucking draw play to okay. get a first down. I, I can't like believe I they weren't said, expecting that. Like I told that, everybody but. else, I'm not making my assessment till week three. Well, they're going to be zero and three by week three. Yeah, if they I are. I if they aren't, I don't care. Yeah, I want to see them actually go up uh, against you know an what? opponent. That will run and pass on them and bury them into the ground and see how they can take it. They're going to get that week one. They're going to get absolutely pounded week we'll one. We'll see. Week two against Washington, though, which we need to shout out Brian Robinson, running back for the Commanders, who got shot over the weekend. 
He's alive. He's got yeah, released know, from the hospital today. So quick recovery. He's out thoughts and prayers for him. Hopefully he comes back soon. Yeah, thoughts and prayers for him. He's already out of the hospital and on the road to recovery, so good for him. But if the Lions are going to win an early game, it's got to be against Washington. And I think that, again, if we talk about the commanders a little bit, theirs is going to come down to quarterback play. Because I've said since last offseason, Carson Wentz is not the fucking answer. I I actually think Heineke's better than him. I don't know how he got slotted to be the so starter. So far through the through preseason, at least Heineke looks better than Wentz. I yes. think Heineke is better. Than I him. absolutely. And it's it's. I, I like Heineke. Close. I would love to have him here. Um, but let's talk about some other big cuts. Uh, the Bills cut tight end OJ Howard, who just. Pretty much what, got what's there. What's going on with that, dude? The guy was a first pick, a first round pick, and and he can't stay with the team. You know, just Tampa traded him away. Honestly, I, like that, uh... I think they've been utilizing him wrong. I think his strength for, when he was at Alabama, he was a great pass catcher, and when he made it, but, the... but it, you know what made him? It was one game that made him the yeah. national championship game, and he's been living on that the whole time. What about that? Uh... What was going on with that other Bills player? Got, like, kicked out of the league or something? The Bills dropped him because that's sexual or something? The oh, punter. the punter. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, he's uh, out. Matt Ar- Ar- Arizia. Matt Arizia, I believe is his, how you pronounce his last name. Uh, yeah. Got accused of, in his senior year at San Diego State, uh, being involved in a gang rape of a oh, 17-year-old girl. So he is no longer. Uh, he's team. not the only one that's in trouble. There, there's a few other guys. Well, yeah, it was him and, and two it others. All, it was him oh. and two other guys. Yeah. So and all three of them guys could be facing some some serious time, real so. serious shit. Uh, and uh, that's why Buffalo basically released him. Well, because yeah. obviously it's true. Well, we're not going to say obviously well, it's true. I, obviously, there is truth to the story of what happened. When you're a rookie, and he was involved. When you're a rookie punter. Yes. <laughs> and they don't have that much invested in you, and you have allegations like that, you're going to be gone. So regardless of what actually happened, because we don't know, he's gone, terrible situation, and just, I mean, absolutely fucking awful for everybody involved. But um, some other cuts. Uh, Damian Pierce won the job in Houston over Marlon Mack, and the Texans have cut Marlon Mack. So I can't, I can't believe that. Yeah, da- Damian that, that, Pierce. That guy was a a. Didn't he win? Did, did he go to the Pro Bowl that one year? He had that huge. I believe he yeah. did. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's going to be a sleeper name to watch for fantasy. Yes. I really think. I agree. Uh, Damian Pierce is going to perform above his ADP, and that's a name to watch. We're going to get more into fantasy later on, but just real quick there. Uh, Deontay Johnson, Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver, will be ready to go week one after getting banged up against. What about Watt? Uh, so TJ Watt, uh, Johnson, and, I, and, I and Najee say, Harris will all be ready to go. Hawkinson with that block, that was bullshit. Oh, here we go. I, I listen. I I don't like guys going at guys' knees. I don't like that shit. You hit a guy, you hit him pad level. Especially on a, on a, a, on a play like that, I, I don't I don't like these guys going at guys' knees. That's I don't what like it, it. Is huh? It's what it is in, in the what pre- do you mean it's in, what it is in the preseason. It was a it was a little that's shady, dude. It's a little yeah, preseason game. Thibodeau. You're gonna go, like, you're gonna gonna go at a guy. It, yeah, but knees? the one on Thibodeau was was shady too. You're in the fucking preseason. It's yeah, different. Absolutely, you know, you're dude. 
You oh, got to have respect these Let the boys play. Uh, Miami Dolphins receiver Jalen Waddle is questionable for week one with a lower body injury. That's going to be something to monitor for fantasy, not only if you are a Waddle owner, but if you're a Tariq Hill owner. Because if Waddle's not out there week one, he just roll the coverage toward Hill. That yeah. offense is going to have to be messed around with because Tariq like, Hill you know, is either going to have Jones on the on the pup list. Yeah, and they also that, place Byron Jones cornerback on the pup. So their defense also Miami with the new coach, with all of the shit that has gone on down there, with pretty much a completely revamped offense. It's going to take Miami a little bit of time to get in sync. They lost their backup tight end, too, that Sheehan. They lost him for the year. Well, and also, there's rumors swirling that Mike Kosicki's going to get traded before. Whoa! So, that's going to be one to watch. Oh, the Lions also released Jared Davis and Khalil Pimpleton. You should have known Davis wasn't going to make the squad. I'm shocked by that. Genuinely shocked. He played... And they're taking waiver advantage. What? Lions are taking waiver advantage. They have two on waiver. Explain. I don't know what waiver advantage. I don't fucking know. I means. just read it. I, I read that they weren't cutting down until, you know, today. But right after the game, I said there was a report saying they're taking advantage of their waiver spot at number two. Well, yeah. So they can, somebody else, somebody cuts, they can pick up. Yeah. Right. So they're taking advantage of their waiver spot because I, I didn't know what waiver advantage was. But, yes, hopefully the Lions will get someone else's trash and make the, him a treasure. <laughs> but I was shocked to see that Jared Davis got caught genuinely. Because as well, far here's as the, – Here's the thing. Rodriguez I, took I, I spot, really man. think that well, uh, they're enamored with the rookie. I agree with that, and, and that's and, fine. And they're going to play him over He didn't Jared play yesterday. Good with that. But why yeah, are you? Why yesterday. is high school Anzalone still on the team when Jared Davis played better all Oh, I, I agree with that. But high school, I'm going to tell you this right now. High school I, Anzalone. I still think Anzalone's going to lose his job to uh, the kid from Wisconsin they got last year. Barnes. Barnes is going to wind up taking Barnes? his. Huh? Derek Barnes? Yeah. He's going to wind up taking uh, Anzalone's job. He's not even. Oh, yeah. Here, here. Uh, I don't think he's going to because Anzalone had to have blown Dan Campbell back <clears> in <throat> New Orleans because that's the only reason. Let he's me tell you something. <laughs> when I seen that meeting in the locker room, he lost his starting spot. Anzalone did. Well, okay. He was talking about him losing his spot. Malcolm Rodriguez uh, put the world like by they storm. were t- talking about Jared Davis. He zoomed in on Jared Davis because he was looking right at him. Well, Jared Davis is out. Exactly. But guess what? Anzalone's Which I just learned. I didn't even get a notification on my phone. I just learned that that was yesterday. Um, But Barnes is going to beat him out sooner or later. Here's one you're going to be happy about. Uh, Ronald Jones has earned a spot on the 53-man roster. Listen to me. There is no doubt in my mind that he was going to be on the Kansas City Chiefs. There was no doubt in my mind. Did you see him in the last game? I did not. running hard in between the tackles. He's going to be the guy there. Trust me. The Raiders cut running back Kenyon Drake last week, and he worked out with the Ravens today, and they are working on a contract. Now, uh, obviously the biggest news over the weekend was that Jimmy Garoppolo signed a restructured one-year contract to remain with the 49ers, and he will be a backup to Trey Lance. I was shocked on that deal. They kind of pushed him out in the middle of nowhere, practicing by himself throughout training camp, and now you're deciding to keep him? Come on, dude. What is that? 
Uh, there was no takers. What are you going to do? One, I don't think there was any takers. <clears throat> and two, realistically, I don't think San Francisco wanted to trade him. You have the best backup in the league. Right. You have the best backup quarterback in the league. So if Trey Lance goes out there and either shits the bed or gets which could hurt, happen. which could happen, you have the most viable number two guy in the league. So, and it's not caught, it's costing you pennies on the dollar. God bless. I mean, you got to pay him six million a year. Yeah. What kind of problem here to be the backup here? Yeah, so would I. Six million a year. Yeah, and then if Jared Goff goes out there and lays me? a fucking egg. I don't know why just bring him in here and have an open competition and whatever guy plays the best, let him start. Um, from the Rams, both uh, Darnell Henderson. Both Daryl Henderson Jr. and Cam Akers practiced fully yesterday. That's good news for them because both those guys finished last year banged up, and you didn't hear anything see, from them. See the practice where Aaron Donald. Well, we're getting to that. We're getting to that. Off. We're getting to that. Okay. Whoa. Uh, oh, by by the way, I, I, I there was a another cut, and and I was actually really shocked by it. Was uh, uh, Miami cut? Uh, Jesus. Sony right. Michelle. It's right in front Miami of your face. Cut Sony Michelle. <laughs> yes. huh? It's right there. We're, we're getting there. But yes, uh, Miami did cut Sonny Michelle. I, so, I'm just shocked how I eat. I'm not. A, a Super Bowl. I want to say he won MVP in that one Super Bowl. No, we went over this last week. He, he did didn't? Not. No. When he scored three touchdowns? He didn't win the MVP. Oh, I thought he did. Uh, but I don't know how you can go from being the top guy at New England. To getting traded to the Rams, to not even making the squad there. Think about what you just said. What? You were the top guy in New England. And he got traded. Yeah, Bruce could go try out for the Patriots, be the top guy for two weeks. Where the guy was hurt, the guy, Cam Akers, was hurt. And got outplayed by Darrell Henderson. Got outplayed by the other guys. And then. So he goes to Miami and can't even make the squad. What happens to Patriots players when they leave New England? They don't make the squad. Exactly. Uh, Except for Tom Brady. A.K.A. Stephen Ridley. Um, The Sonny Michelle thing, he had three really fucking talented guys in front of him. You have Miles Gaskin. You have Chase Edmonds. I mean, they had enough running back depth to where not all those guys were going to make the team. And Sonny Michelle will end up somewhere else. Yes. I don't think he's just going to sit for, you know, this season and not get picked up. Someone will pick him up. It might take a week or two until uh, no. Yeah, he might wind up at Baltimore. Who right, knows? yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's uh, where everybody else goes. <laughs> Jaguars wide receiver LaVisca Chenault was traded to the Panthers. Now, I was I like that. Biggest LaVisca Chenault believer going into last year. I loved him. And I know you remember this. I drafted him high in fantasy, loved everything about him. He has such bad luck there. I know. It's like he'll have a great game, and then he gets hurt. He was hurt. And then he can't see the field. He, he just was not a viable option for the Jaguars last year, whether it was injury, whether it was his play, all the above. In Carolina, I think he's going to have a lot more success. I'm. Oh, yeah, there's not as much, there's not as much talent Anything. I, right. I mean, and am I buying into him completely? No. But – that's somebody, in my opinion, fantasy-wise, keep an eye on. Sleeper. Sleeper. Now, I'll say this. I don't have a lot of faith in the Carolina Panthers. I don't think they're a very I, good I actually team. think they're going to do a little bit better than what people think they are just because of this alone. 
The defense has playmakers on it. You know and if what? They can... You are such a hypocrite. What are you talking about? You have gone on and on and on for the last five months talking about how stupid the Panthers were for decimating oh. their defense. Oh, I, I said I didn't like the fact that they 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 lost my man that went to Philly. You should be I, happy because he's in Philly now. I, oh, I'm happy about that. I'm really happy about that. <clears throat> but I think with him, Burns on one side and him on the other, that was just a duel that the first seven weeks of the season last year, they were unstoppable. Well, don't buy into the Carolina Panthers after week one. Well, because I'm, I'm telling you what Vegas is going right to now, happen. Is that... The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not even going to make the playoffs. Oh. That's what's coming out of Vegas right now. Damn. That these guys have been talking so much garbage <laughs> about and Tampa. Vegas is usually right. And you want to know you want to know the beautiful the injuries on the offensive line got everybody so scared right now mm-hmm. that they're saying that they are not a 10-win football team. Well, you want to know what's beautiful about that? Yeah. So sitting on the toilet. Okay. On Saturday evening. Dropping a nice anyway. duty. Dropping a nice duty. A and douche? A duke. Duty. A deuce? Well, I said deuce, dookie. Dookie, Dropping a duty. Whatever you want to call it. I was taking a fat shit. And <laughs> I'm watching. And obviously, I've been following the Buccaneers Super Bowl odds on the Barstool Sports. So you're, watch, you're watching them just jump up and Plummet. down. Plummet. Yes. Plummet. 100 now paid out 840. And I placed a sizable wager on the Buccaneers. You got it locked in? Locked it in. Beautiful thing. Not only to win the division at pretty okay odds, to win the NFC at great odds, and to win the Super Bowl at even better odds. And I'm perfectly content with it. I I don't think that they will lose their division at all. I don't think you'll see them win 15 games either. I, I don't see it now. But I will say this, I think everybody's underestimating them. Mm. And, and I get the injuries to the offensive line has got everybody spooked. I'm shocked I get you that. say that. I get I that. Get that. Because you want to know why? If you watch them in the preseason, they've looked fucking awful. Agree. Agree. Right or wrong. I agree with that a thousand percent. But that Kyle Trask was running for his life. The other guy was picking him himself up off the ground every other play. You're forgetting something. Okay. They have the best recruiter in football right now. That and, is true. And I think especially after these cuts are made and everybody knows a little bit more what the structure of their teams are going to look like, I think uh, I think Brady's going to go to work. I think these younger guys are going to get a chance to, to play, too. I think so. It too. might take them a while. It might take them two, three weeks to get. It might even take more than that. No. Might take them in the first six, seven games to get some gel going. But once they get it going, I think they'll be fine. I will say now with all the offensive line injuries, I'm way more of a believer of seeing Gronkowski back in a Buccaneers uniform at some point. I, I don't think that's going to happen. but We'll see. You're the one who said it was. I said he'll come in about week seven. That's what he I said. He said he'd come back but if that, Julian Edelman I, I've came been back. seeing a lot of things on him. And him talking a lot lately about not – he's not coming. I don't think he's coming back. I mean, he was joking with Julian Edelman on on Twitter about well, if Julian Edelman I, I came back. I mean, here's back, the, here's he the thing back. right now. If their wide receiver issues don't get taken care of here within the next 
month, don't be surprised if Julian Edelman comes out of retirement. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Uh, Why are you um, laughing? And some other wide receivers. Why, do you think I'm wrong? Yes. Julian Edelman is done. You don't think he'd come out of retirement? He's not coming out of retirement. I know he likes his little cushy job he's got now. A little... He's a little talk guy for NFL. Yeah, he makes a podcast. Yeah. Um, Michael Thomas still sidelined by a hamstring injury and will not be practicing this week. So that's not a shocker there. Uh, And Rex Burkhead has officially made the Houston Texans. (laughs) (laughs) R.I.P. Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead, the ghost of Rex Burkhead. Okay. So uh, that's the news. Since 1953, Metro Detroiters have trusted one name for all their produce needs. Joe Randazzo's Fruit and Vegetable prides itself on providing the freshest and highest quality produce at the absolute lowest prices. There are four locations in Detroit, Dearborn Heights, Westland, and Roseville have a wide variety of ethnic produce from all around the world. One of the few remaining produce-centric markets left in the country I can assure you your time shopping at Joe Randazzo's with its open air and old world market feel will be nothing but an enjoyable one. Coming off of a fresh remodel, cleanliness and safety are priority one with quality, low prices and customer satisfaction being a very close second. Come see why for the last six decades, many have tried to imitate, but no one can duplicate Joe Randazzo's fruit and vegetable serving Detroiters the freshest fruits and vegetables since 1953. Now, I want to talk about the NFC South. All right. Obviously, I think that the Buccaneers are a step above everyone else. Okay. But I think we've had a power shift there. And I'll tell you what, my surprise team from the NFC South now is going to be the Atlanta Falcons. You're buying in. I I think I'm buying in because everybody's real high on the Saints right now, and I wasn't. I was not high on the Saints. Here's the thing that scares me about the Saints. I don't think Jameis Winston's ready. I don't think he's going to be ready. You know... It seems like the last couple of years, the Saints have had the same old song and dance, right? Alvin Kamara either gets hurt or does something stupid and misses time. Michael Thomas doesn't want to fucking play, be there, be in the NFL, do anything, um, and is just a new injury every time he gets up in the morning. So you don't know what's going to happen with him. Obviously, losing Drew Brees was the equivalent of Pittsburgh losing Ben Roethlisberger, if not having a bigger impact. And that's a hurdle they still have not been able to get over. Sean Payton was one of the best coaches in the NFL at the time. He's gone. We don't know what that's going to translate to. The Saints have a lot more disarray than people think. And, yes, are they talented? Absolutely. Yeah, they turned a lot, a lot of their roster got turned over within the last year. Agreed. They years. solved a lot of their cap issues. So the front office knows what they're doing. But And they do have talent. They do have talent. But. To me personally, the Saints feel very wishy-washy right now. And I feel like, is there a chance that the Saints are an eight- or nine-win football team? Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked just based off of raw talent alone. But I also wouldn't be shocked to see them be a five-win team. If we're talking about 
team in a whole, I think when we get to about the midway point of the season, we're going to be talking about Atlanta like we are the Saints right now. And I was not a believer in them. I had them, I believe, on my first power ranking at 30 or 31. They were way down. Right. Drake London's obviously banged up already. At the end of the day, I don't think that's going to matter all that much. And I'll say this too. I really like Marcus Mariota, but I don't think Marcus Mariota is going to start all year. I think if they get off to a rough start, I what Desmond Ritter showed us in the in the preseason, I think he's got a chance to take this team and actually work his way up to a starting position. If they start off shaky, that's a big if. I, th- I think there was two quarterbacks in this preseason. One of them is Ritter, and the other one is the, the kid in uh, Tennessee. Malik Willis. Malik Willis. Say what you want to say. Was he doing the wrong shit? Yeah. But guess what? They got results. And they the results, results were good. I agree They weren't bad. So when me and Sam were saying, if it works, you know, don't. Oh, if it works, it works. Exactly. You, you were you, ridiculing you really him. You think that uh, Malik Willis could take, uh, what's his name's job there in Tennessee? Tannehill? Yeah. No, I don't just because. Uh, and I don't think it's a Malik Willis issue. I think it's a Mike Vrabel issue. Mike, I don't Mike think Mike Vrabel wants him to follow his right. Agenda. Mike Vrabel says you do this, and exactly. if you don't do this, then fuck you. <laughs> and he's not. He doesn't know how to play football the way well, Mike Vrabel wants him to play football, correct. and that will be his downfall because Ryan Tannehill is not that good. And he, and if you re, if I recall a few things was Tom Brady talking about Mike Vrabel. He said Mike Vrabel was an asshole. Correct. And and that's exactly what it is. He's an asshole. Malik Willis does not sit in the pocket and throw the fucking ball, Mike Vrabel won't play him. That's it. So it doesn't matter how good he is. I don't think we're going to see any of him. Now, going into next year, if Ryan Tannehill doesn't perform at a level he did last year, at least a level he did last year. Oh, if they don't go deep in the playoffs, I think Tannehill's gone. I agree with that. I really do. Mike Vrabel will have to bend a little bit. And at the same time, Malik Willis will have another year under his belt to become more of a – NFL pocket passer. But out of the AFC South, I'm willing to admit when I jump the gun on some things. Okay. I may have been a little too high on Jacksonville. Here's the thing with Jacksonville. I think their defense is going to be fine. It's the offense I'm worried about. Okay. And I agree with that. The offense has not looked good. Their their receiving core reminds they me. They didn't look as bad as Detroit's offense. It did not look as bad as Detroit. No. But they have a lot of complimentary receivers. They don't have anybody who's going to be a bona fide stud. Yeah, they don't, they don't that have that guy me. that just sticks out. Uh, Etienne in his limited snaps did not look that good. Their offensive That's line. That's an offensive line issue. Their offensive these, these line. that you see struggling in the preseason – it's all about the offensive line. Their offensive line, line looked Tampa. terrible. Their offensive line looked terrible. Roller skates. Uh, so. The Jets, their offensive line looked like shit. Right now, I'm going to go back on my AFC South prediction. And as horrible it is for me to say this, I think the Colts might win the division. I think they might. Just spaced off. They have the most talent and the most structure out of them other teams. I mean, 
I don't think Matt Ryan's going to have to do too much. You know no. what I mean? No. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's going to get 30 the, touches the a game. You just said it. He doesn't have to do much. Right. And, and they're going to be fine. They'll, they'll be okay. Do I think they're a deep playoff team? No. But I think the power's shifting in that division a little bit. Um, I, I think Jonathan Taylor is going to take a little step back this year. He's not going to surprise people like he's Yes, but even if he takes a little step back, he'll yeah. still be top three. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that's even if just that's with a pretty big step back. Um, but Tennessee's going to be good, but for some reason, Tennessee is going to be very good if Traylon Burks is what we think he is. Yeah, he's got to be the guy there. He has to be. He's not AJ Brown. They're in trouble. They're in trouble. And Robert Woods will be a great number two. He'll be right there to, to. Robert Woods will be your consistency and your security. Traylon Burks has to be your explosion. If Traylon Burks can be the explosion that we think he is, i.e., Michael Pittman for the Colts, then you're going to have a very tight division between those right. two, and you're it's going to come down to whichever so team I, can I play better right defense. Now Texans off. Yeah, Texans are fucking <laughs> Texans are fucking shit show. Yeah. Um, Will they win five games? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, but. Again, I, I have a lot of faith in Damian Pierce to have a good year because I think Davis Mills will – this will be his last year as a starter in the NFL. But I want to talk about the NFC North real quick. I think you're going to have two battles in the NFC North. I think you're going to have Chicago and Detroit battling it out for who could possibly be worse. And – I think the vanilla pudding might be a little bit better than I had originally thought. I kind of like the way the Vikings have built their, I don't like their roster, but I understand it a little bit now. Okay. I have an understanding for what they're doing. I love the fact that Mike Zimmer is gone. I'll say they've that. They've revamped their whole defense. They all them guys re- that were aging are all gone. They're gone. They cleaned house on defense. Um, Kurt Cousins, as much as I hate him, and I don't like watching him play football, and I think he is overpaid, and he is like toasting a piece of Wonder Bread and not putting anything on it, he will be consistent as always. And if you look at it, if Thielen stays healthy, if Justin Jefferson does what he can do, and Delvin Cook can play at least 10 or 11 games, they'll win 10 games. So that led me to my next thought. Do I think Green Bay is an 11- or 12-win football team? Because in reality, that's what it'll take to beat out Minnesota. And I don't know if the answer to that question is yes. You have to take some psychedelics first before you talk about that. Well, if you – so – Aaron Rodgers was on Joe Rogan this week. Okay. And he talked about how he plays games all loaded up on Percocet. Okay. And so maybe I, we I, figured I it out. People. So do you think Green Bay is an 11 or 12 win team? No, I, I've watched them in the preseason, and, and I, I'm going to say this once again. I, I think if Aaron Rodgers leaves there, they're totally screwed. Aaron Rodgers didn't leave. He's there. So yes. with Aaron Rodgers I, there. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think 
uh, them or Minnesota. I, I think it, it's going to be a game over 500 is going to win their division. Well, Ten realistically, seventeen games. I think ten and seven wins their division. So between well, Minnesota, I don't even think that well, I think uh, nine and eight, nine and eight division. I think Minnesota and Green Bay are both ten win teams at this point. Now the biggest question is, which one of them is going to just have the one step advantage? Which one's going to be the eleven win team well, it's or a, the ten win team? Whoever can beat each other while they're, when they're playing, their their series is going to probably win the division. I think so too. Because obviously we know Chicago is a fucking is dog shit on a I actually thought that uh, Justin Fields looked pretty good the last game. I, I told you. I oh, told what? you that ju- everybody needs to hold their good. breath for a minute because yeah, he they're, might they're be pretty good. Second teamers, but. Okay, here's a question for you. Right now, if you could pick Justin Fields or Trey Lance to be your starting quarterback, who would you pick? Just not a Trey Lance guy, dude. I, I I'm not sold on him, dude. I would take Justin Fields. Yeah, I would. I don't. Here, know here's why, the thing: Justin Fields gets to Fields a point though, where all he does is want he gets one dimensional, and as soon as he starts running around, yeah, he yeah. tries to be Pat Mahomes. He's done. <laughs> he's done. He's trying to be cute. I agree. You with can't that. try to be cute. Look at Kyler Murray tried to be cute last year in the playoffs. You see what happened to him, right? Yeah, he got lucky eating. Get carried off the field. He's uh, playing too much Madden. Yeah. Uh, jumping to the AFC West real quick. So this is the division we've talked about probably the most on this show. And whoever we think could end up in first could end up in fourth, and whoever we think is going to finish last could end up in first, and they're all going to be one game different, and it's <laughs> the tightest division and the best division ever in football. And I am willing now to admit I think we were a little bit off because I think I know now – going into this year where each team stands. I think you are going to have an absolute fucking battle between the Chargers and Kansas City. I think Denver will be one step below them, and I think Las Vegas will be one step below them. Now, again, I don't think there's too much separation here still, but I think there's more separation than we had originally thought. I don't think Vegas is on the same level as Kansas City or I, I, Chargers. I'll tell you what, what I've seen so far out of Vegas, I actually like. I agree. I love what Josh McDaniels is doing there, dude. And I, I like how they're rotating their players in. They're giving everybody opportune time to play to evaluate what they have there. Right, and I I've I like what they've been doing. I like I like their defense. I like their offense. I think Derek Carr has a, a, a chance to really put up some re- really good numbers. When's the last time Derek Carr's had a receiving core like he has right now? Never. I mean, come on, he's never, never had that. Never. Give this guy, give this kid a chance. You know, is he elite? Is he an elite quarterback? No, but can he be really good? Yes. Sometimes that's all you need. So, right now, I think Kansas City has the edge in that division. Just based off of history and based off of the fact that I love how many reps Pat Mahomes got in the preseason. That's right. I, now, I was actually surprised how so much reps I. he got. I'll give but them I think he needed just that. an edge. I think, I think he, he needed did that. Too. I think he needed to really get into a rhythm and focus in, and I think he's there. And You know what I like, too, that I've seen out hmm. of them? They're really, really, if you've watched any of their preseason games, they really concentrated on the run. 
They really wanted to run the football. They did. And that makes them so much more better when they do that. Because Mahomes, when he could do play action, he's unstoppable. So, I agree with all those things. So, those are things that I've noticed that that turned me a little bit. So, with that said, we're going to do our official. Their, their defense is still a little. There's still something on their defense that just doesn't look right. Do you know something? Their defense is not sexy. No. It doesn't not. pop. It's not explosive. It's kind of flat, but I think it'll be just enough to get the job yeah. done. And the reason why you think that is because the Chargers defense is fucking sexy, right? The Raiders defense well, I like is Carl Optis. He looks really good in Kansas yep. City. I like the young linebackers they have, Bolton and Gay. Agree. I like I their linebacking core is outstanding, but they're so young. And can they put that together? That's so the problem. That'll be the one thing to watch for them, but I think they'll be consistent. Whereas the other teams will be more explosive and sexier in their division. Yep. But I think they will be the most consistent. What I want to do now is because we haven't done this yet, is I want to do our official preseason division standings okay. and we're going to change this again this is kind of like our power rankings but it will change when we get into the season so put some cool music here here we go let's fucking get into it this is this is i'm excited for this because okay. and if you guys disagree with me feel free to chime in yeah okay okay so we'll start with the afc east obviously i think the buffalo bills will win the afc east by quite a big they mark. should i think they will um I am going to put the Miami Dolphins second currently. I think they have the most explosive offense outside of Buffalo, probably. I mean, maybe outside of. But you, you know what, dude? They got to put it on the field, and they haven't proven that yet. But right that, now. That's what scares me. Right now, I think they are between the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Patriots. I think the Dolphins are the team to beat just because they have so many weapons. They have such an. Their offense could be an absolute highlight reel. So I'm going to go Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. New England is New England, and I still think they will be a close to 500 football team. Hopefully they don't win 10 games because then... Are we done now? Hopefully they don't win 10 games because then he gets to shave my head. Do I think they could win... Do I think they'll win at least eight? Yes. Do I think Miami is a nine or ten win team? Yes. The Jets could go either way. I could see the Jets winning seven games. I could see the Jets winning three games. We don't know about Zach Wilson's health, but what we do know is they have a lot of young talent. And young talent could go one of two ways. Three wins or seven or eight wins. Uncle Sam is a massive believer in the Jets, and he loves what they did in the offseason, as did I. But I think for this year, at least, the Jets will still be at the bottom of that division. It, it all depends on how much time Zach Wilson is going to miss. Mm -hmm. And if he misses, let's say, seven games, I, I just don't think they're going to be relevant. Right. I, I and really I agree don't. with that. I, I really don't. I agree with that. I mean, they got Mike White there to back him up. But Joe I, Flacco's going to be the backup. Well, that too. That that bothers me. He's actually going to be the starter. Right. With well, He's that, with him out, be. yes. Uh, so, yeah, Buffalo, Miami, New England, and the Jets for the AFC East. Going to the AFC North, this division's actually a lot tougher than everyone would think because if Baltimore is healthy and they are up to full strength, 
they have the ability to win this division. Obviously, Cincinnati is the defending AFC champion. They lost in the Super Bowl and made it a game. They got better, in my opinion. Their offensive line got better. A lot of their young guys have another year under their belt. And now they know what to expect. So, ultimately, I think Cincinnati will win the division. I think Baltimore will be right behind them. And I think Baltimore's also a playoff team. I think out of you'll get two teams out of that division, which will be Cincinnati and Baltimore. After that, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. Because I think it's going to take time for Pittsburgh to get into a rhythm. And I think they'll probably only win five or six games. But I think that'll be enough to beat out the Browns, who, missing Deshaun Watson for 11 games, having as much disarray as they do, I don't think they're going to win more than a game or two without Deshaun Watson. I think the Browns are a four or five team win team as well this year. You only got Deshaun Watson back for six games. The first game back's in Houston. We don't know how ready he's going to be. He's not allowed at the facility until he comes back. So I'm going to go Cincinnati over Baltimore by a hair, followed by Pittsburgh over Cleveland by a hair. Thoughts? No, I I kind of agree with everything there. And I think Pittsburgh... I I still think Baltimore will win the division. Over Cincy. Over Cincy. That's just my opinion. But I like you said... Both of those teams will make the playoff. Yes. And I just think because of the defense alone. Their defenses, if you look at their division, their defenses are better than the defenses that are out west. I agree with that a thousand percent. You know, and, and I, I know they did a lot to upgrade the defenses, the Raiders, the the Chargers. I just don't think that they're at a level that Baltimore and Cincinnati are at. I just don't think they're there. Um they have the potential to be there, but they're not. I'll say this. I think Pittsburgh's going to be a late bloomer. I think they're going to start out the year a little flat, a little slow. Uh, I think Trubisky will I be. I don't know, man. Uh, they look good. They, they look, look good. good in the preseason. They look I mean, good they in the had preseason. Opportunity. They left a lot of points on the field. That's what I'm and, saying. And they did leave. I, I get what you're they saying. Left a lot of, they left a lot to be desired. And I yeah. think by week six, seven, That'll be out the window, and they'll actually start to. Yeah. Su- they're going to be a surprise for a few people. So, Cincy over Baltimore by that much, followed by Pittsburgh and Cleveland in the AFC North. In the AFC South, again, I think we have a tale of two sides. Uh, obviously, like I just said, in this, I was swayed, but I think Indy will win the division, followed by Tennessee as a close second. Uh, and then I think it's going to be Jacksonville somewhere in the middle of the road. I think Jacksonville. Yeah. I I still think they'll they'll win more games than tennis than, than uh, Houston the Texans. Yeah, I think yeah. I think Jacksonville could pull out six wins, and I'll I'll roll with that. And I think Houston still has I a think lot it's just to do. Take time for them to gel. Yep, to I agree. You. New coaching staff, a, a shit ton of new players, all learning a new system. It's going to take time for them to. Jacksonville's going to be a late bloomer as well. Yeah, uh, I agree. So. Yeah, the Colts, the Titans, the Jags, and then the Texans. As much as I'd like to see them do well, because there's a lot of guys there that are really easy to like and get behind. Like, I'd love to see Davis Mills do well, but do I think he's going to? No. I think they're going to be a three-win football team again this year. The AFC West, like we just said, the talent there alone makes it almost impossible to 
to pick this, but I'm going to go Kansas City, the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Raiders. And again, we're I, talking. I agree with everything except for I. I think the Raiders will finish in front of the Broncos. You do. I do. I just think the Broncos are another team that's in a transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to take time for Russell Wilson. I, I mean, we got to see where this guy's at. We haven't seen him play. The last time he played was last year, and he did not look good. Don't, don't, don't buy into that narrative that a lot of other people are I, buying I, into. I'm just telling you this. Where he was at when, at that point when he left Seattle at the end of the year. I know. He, he was awful. And I know he was still hurt. I he get was it. Still hurt. And think about the situation. I just think he wanted out too. Here's the thing. I think Denver has more depth than any other team in the league right now. They've yeah. got a lot of depth. And their depth is good depth. Like they have talent across the entire depth chart. And I think as the season progresses. That's where they might pull ahead over Vegas by a game or two. Like, I still think that division is going to be decided everybody by three games. I don't think you're going to have one team win six games and one team win 12 games. I think they're all going to be somewhere between 9 and 11 wins across the board. So it's going to be tight still, but I think Kansas City has the edge. Just based on sheer talent alone, the Chargers will be two, and – you're, you make a very good point. Because if Russell comes out like last year, then yeah. If he comes out, Derek Carr will take it. And yeah. this is what scares me. This is when guys don't get a lot of reps, you know, coming off an of injury. You got a whole new receiving core. The guys that he's been used to for the last, there's no locket here. There's no locket to bail this guy out. Does he have a locket on that team? He's got a couple lockets on that team. That's the but thing. Can he find these guys? Can they get on the same page? That takes time. Well, not- you, know, you don't see a guy walk into a team and it just gel right from the get-go. Right. Unless you're Tom Brady. <coughs> Tampa. <laughs> Unless you're Tom Brady. Uh, yeah. He went there, and, and there's a reason for that. Chris Godwin is a top-five receiver in this league. Mike Evans take. is a top-five receiver in this league. Not as hot. That, so that hot helps. Take. When you're coming into a new team. Right. And I think that'll help Derek Carr a lot this year getting Devontae Adams. And <clears throat> oh, absolutely. Again, I wouldn't be – it wouldn't blow me away to see the Raiders win this division. It would. I, I still think Hunter Renfro just is going to tear it up I know, this year. I know. There's, Especially they're going to roll coverage toward Adams. They I have, think he could, he could really tear it up. The, the th- here's the thing that scares me about the Raiders. They have big question marks with their running game. You don't know which Josh Jacobs you're going to get. Obviously, they have faith in some of these other guys if they're going to cut Kenyon Drake because he was like their safety net last year. And I think their defensive front is nice. Their secondary leaves a little bit to be desired. It's worrisome. Whereas with the Chargers and the Chiefs, you have consistency across the defense. Yeah, The Chiefs can outscore anybody, and their defense will be good enough. The Chargers are going to be great on both sides of the ball. So right now it's their division to lose. It's their division to lose. And I think honest with you, Pat Mahomes, there's a reason why he played all preseason. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to go chiefs, chargers, Broncos, Raiders heading to the NFC. Did you know something about watching Mahomes too in this preseason here? He wasn't as cute as normal. Yes, he wasn't. He pulled his game in. 
He's actually playing like you're supposed to. You didn't see no behind-the-back throws, through-the-leg throw. You didn't see, see some stupid shit. It, it was legit. His shit was legit. Is Pat Mahomes no longer cute? No, he's still cute. Are you sure? It's preseason. He doesn't want to let the cuteness out of the bag. Ah, he doesn't want everybody to see how cute he is. He doesn't want be. everybody to see the, the bag full of cuteness. Um, NFC East. Oh, God. Philly won. Really? Absolutely. So you're you're drinking the Kool-Aid with me? Well, who I mean, who the fuck? I mean, Dallas? What are you going to Dallas? Oh, Dallas put 40 points up in the game here not too long ago. Big fucking deal. Yeah. Philly won. Pre-season. Dallas two. <laughs> so uh, what, between the Giants and the Commanders, which one's going <laughs> to finish last place? Show. I don't know. I mean... I put the Giants above the Commanders. Honestly, I Here, might put the Giants thing, if over the Commanders Washington were too. full strength on defense. I would give them the edge over to I think there's Giants. A, They're I not. Though. I think the Giants might be tough. This is another division where these guys are all going to be around the eight eight win mark. You know what I'm saying? They're going to beat the shit out of each other, and and, and, and the bottom two teams, the Commanders and the Giants, will win seven games. <laughs> The thing is, uh, I don't think the Commanders can win. No, huh? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with my gut. Philly, Dallas, New York Giants, and the Commanders. Commanders. I'm sorry, they're gonna be a fucking shit show. They're gonna be a shit show. They're gonna be a three or four win team. They got some talent. The Giants will be a five. They have talent, but they don't know how to utilize it right now. They're a shit show. They're gonna be a three or four win team. New York will be a five or six win team. Dallas will be an eight or nine win team, and Philly will be a ten or eleven win team. I think you could see Saquon playing. Pretty much all season. <laughs> I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. Have, I, it's I wouldn't a take very that bet no matter what. It's a very weird feeling I have. So I don't you know said all why. season. Yeah. Dude, if it's, he could play ten games, I would be fucking ecstatic. Okay, it's a hot take. Hey, you but can. I don't you know. can put this on here. You can put this on here. If Saquon Barkley plays seventeen games, I'll set myself on fire. You can douse me in gasoline and set me on fire. If if he plays seventeen games. We're gonna put your nuts on your flat iron out. Uh, That's fine. Done. <laughs> Done. I will I will blackstone griddle my nutsack if, if Saquon Barkley plays 17 games. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why. I just have a weird feeling. The it's NFC weird. South. Obviously, I think Tampa Bay is gonna finish one. Um I'm gonna still keep the Saints two, even though I really, really like Atlanta. I think the Saints in Atlanta are gonna finish. Depending how long it takes Jameis Winston to come back from this ankle deal, I'm actually going to put Atlanta in front of them. Well, I think Atlanta's going to be a surprise team. I think you're right. I mean, I just convinced myself that Atlanta was the surprise team, and then somehow I convinced myself that I think New Orleans might edge them out by a game. New Orleans has more talent than they do. Just put a question mark. They should. Right, we'll put a question mark. But uh, it's it's how 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 good is Winston gonna play? Our so I'm gonna go Bucks one. I'm still gonna keep the Saints two by a half game. Atlanta three and Carolina at the bottom. Um, I, and I think again Carolina in this or I mean sorry Atlanta and New Orleans are very 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 close, very close. I think Atlanta's going to come on late, and New Orleans might play better early. So 
We're going to see New Orleans come out and look good. I was actually thinking the opposite. Really? Yeah. I see. I think- I, I see New Orleans starting slow because, like I said, I I don't think Winston will be ready. They're saying he's going to be ready. I haven't seen it. You see it in practice. When I see him practicing, he looks like uh, he's dead in the water, dude. Well, he's a sitting target. Yeah, but I think New Orleans has a better chance to get banged up with less depth. Yeah. And and so, and you don't know who's going to play. You don't know when Kamara's going to get suspended. You don't know if Michael Thomas is even in the state of Louisiana. So that's what I'm going to say. Tampa, Nola, by a hair, Atlanta, followed by Carolina. NFC West. Yeah, I mean, you got to keep the Rams at number one, right? Yeah. Super Bowl champions. I don't think there's going to be that much fall off. Uh, I don't think they're going to be as powerful as last year, but I think they're still going to be. I mean, obviously, the NFC is going to run through them. Um, based on sheer rostered talent alone, I'm going to put San Francisco number two. Because yeah. San Francisco, to me, and we haven't talked about it much, and, and that's me dropping the ball because I have a lot of thoughts about the 49ers. They could be one of two things. They could be the biggest surprise in the NFL or they could be the biggest letdown. They, I mean, it could go one of two complete ways. They kept Garoppolo around for a reason. Do you want to know why? Because Kyle Shanahan can't make up his fucking mind. And if Trey Lance goes out there and shits the fucking bed because Kyle Shanahan... You don't have faith in him. If you had faith in him, Garoppolo would just be cut and you'd end the controversy. But you don't. So you re-signed him. You kept him breathing over his shoulder. As soon as Trey Lance goes out there and has a three-interception game, everybody will be talking about how Garoppolo needs to come back. And I think his inconsistency and indecisiveness is what leads me to believe they could be a complete fucking shit show or they could win their division. Like, it could go one of two ways. But for now, I'm going to put the Rams, the uh, the Rams, the Niners, Arizona, and obviously Seattle at the bottom, because I think Seattle's the worst team in football. Uh, I know. You don't have any faith in my man, Geno Smith? Uh, no. I don't have <laughs> do you, any Do you see the shirt he's wearing right now? I'm sorry? See the shirt he's I'll, wearing I'll tell you right this, now? though. I'll tell you this much right now. I would take Geno Smith over Tim Boyle and David Blau. <laughs> I would take Geno Smith in a heartbeat over those you two. Say that so again. I. Absolutely. I would are, take Are you fucking You know something? You the Packers cut Danny Eatling. Oh, did they? Yep. If you are the Lions, pick sign them. Sign them. Get rid of these two clowns that Get are here. Hey, nothing against them. They're nice guys. Yeah, great. I see them on hard knocks. Yeah. Hey, all the power to you. Sign his wife. Sign David Blau's wife. Yeah, have her At play least she runs better, better than he than does. Him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, NFC North. We already know. Right Green now. Bay. Right now, today, I'm going to pick Minnesota to win the division. I'm going to take Green Bay. I'm going to put Green I Bay. I think Green Bay did enough second. defensively to where they, they should be the team. They should be the team this year in this division. This is, I'll say this. If you're if you're Minnesota and you want a shot to win this division, you better do it this year. Yeah. Because as soon as you give Aaron Rodgers an entire season and another offseason with these young rookie receivers, you might have a situation where 
very, very, very quickly, one of those rookies that got drafted this year is the next fucking Devontae Adams. And then you have a situation on your hands where you got another three years of no chance. And I like I like what their coach did. Kwai Walker and Devontae Wyatt I agree. both played a lot of snaps in these preseasons to get them ready. I and, still, and I think that's good. I still think Aaron Rodgers is a very, very unique individual, and it's going – him more so than the rest of them, it's going to take him time to – Trust these guys, get acclimated yeah. with these guys, and gain the rapport. So I think Green Bay is going to be a late burner as well. But I'm going to give the edge to Minnesota by a literal hair, followed by Green Bay. And then I don't know fucking why I'm going to do this, but I'm going to put the Lions in third and the Bears in fourth. And again, you're I I, I don't agree with that. I, I think the Bears will probably win more games than Detroit. <laughs> you think? No. I, I mean, I I, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to sugarcoat it, dude. I, I, I still know what their Achilles heel is. Uh, we've seen it in the last game. Uh, they didn't exploit it, which kind of surprised me, was they were trying to take Najee Harris and these little off-tackle outside runs against a team that is fast. They're small, but they're fast. Instead of lining it up and punching them in the mouth, they were trying to get cute. And I still didn't understand why Tomlinson was doing that, but... I, I get what he was trying to do. He's trying to teach these guys to get out, to get up the blocks for the outside. But they could have lined it up and put it right down Detroit's throat, and they didn't. And, and it kind of shocked me. Well, Because the few plays they ran inside popped. They popped big. Week one against that Philly defense, we're going to know everything we need to know. And if Philadelphia, a team with a pretty weak core of running backs, yes, if they run all over the lines, you know everything you need to know week one. Yeah, you'll know. You'll know. They got me. a back that goes over 100 yards. Done. And I, I'm not shitting you. Yeah, if Miles Sanders if goes out there and runs. back yeah. that goes over 100 yards that week one, that'll tell you that that's just the the uh, setting for an awful year. Fuck it. It's oh, an awful up, year. I just picked up my Miles Sanders card in uh, Ultimate Team. No, not to say that Miles <laughs> Sanders is some kind of scrub. Uh, he's not. He's good. He's not Barry Sanders. We know this. Is he a great... Uh, Little shifty guy, yeah. yeah. But if he goes over a hundred yards on them, what do you think these other guys are going to do to them? The guys in division, what do you think Aaron Jones is going to do against them? Oh God, you know? Dumb I mean, cut. come on, man. You see what he did to him last year? No, I did. What do you have? One hundred and fifty yards rushing in both of the games. Mm-hmm. So did uh, what's his name? Cook. Yeah, Cook had that too. He had like a hundred. 35 yards rushing against them. I will say games. this. To Madden. Oh, yeah. They, Madden 23 came out. They, I, I don't know what it is because a 80 overall uh, Leonard Fournette plays like shit compared to an 83-year-old uh, overall Miles Sanders. What? do you mean? You ever played Ultimate Team? I haven't played Madden yet. No. Yeah, but you know what Ultimate Team is. Yes. Yeah. So you know how you draft different Correct. guys, yes. right, off the trade and everything, yeah. right? So I had an 80 overall Leonard Fournette as my running back, okay, and he played like shit. Couldn't do anything. Couldn't hit okay. holes, nothing. And then I got an 83 overall Miles Sanders, mm-hmm. and he just plays like. Well, because you're talking about two different guys. Leonard Fournette is a big, thick power back yeah. whose speed rating probably isn't nearly as high as no, Miles it's, Sanders. No, it's terrible. Correct. And so <laughs> whatever you were running was probably way more 
speed back oriented, which is why you had more success. Listen, power backs, my, my advice to use this on power backs. All your runs should be right in the gut. No shit. Don't run no off-tackle shit with no. a guy that can't. That's not fast. Anyways, I want to introduce a new segment that we're going to have going through the year. Scumbag of the week. Okay. And my scumbag of the week this week is none other than Rams defensive lineman number 99, Aaron Donald. Hey, man, dual-wheeled. For... Ripping the helmets off of two Cincinnati Bengals during joint practices and bashing them over the heads of opposing players, flattening one helmet. If you saw, he hit one dude so hard with the helmet, it flattened it at one point. So, I, 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 you know, I'm surprised that Roger Goodell has not stepped in. What? Joint practices are not official NFL sanctioned events. So fuck Goodell has no say over any disciplinary action. It's it's agreement between the two teams. There's the code of conduct that runs everything. He can't say shit. Really? It's the Rams' responsibility to discipline discipline Aaron Donald, which we know they're not going to do. They're not going to. Let's think about that. Let's seriously think about that. Mm -hmm. What did Miles Garrett get? Fuck. Indefinite. That was during an NFL game, though. It was an indefinite suspension. Yeah, but he got an indefinite suspension. Mason Rudolph, yes. Do you think that Aaron Donald should be suspended six games? Oh, my God, yes. I do too. I mean, you could you can why, kill why someone. Is he, why is he even playing? Because it he got because of when he did it. If he would have done it in a game, he'd be done for the year. Yeah, but it's in a practice. I mean, you could you I know hurt somebody in practice that you can't play. In you the can game. kill. He could have killed someone. Yes, he could have killed that, someone. That's assault and battery. That's exactly what. That was the first tweet I saw. They were like, "What's happening at uh, the joint practice between the Bengals yeah. and the Rams?" And somebody quote tweeted it and said. Assault with intent to do grand bodily harm. Yes. Absolutely. That is exactly precisely what that was. And and why why is the Bengals not reprimanding him for it? They can't. Or it's not, not on, the Bengals. I'm sorry. It is on Sean McVay. It is on Sean McVay to take the best player on his team and punish okay. him. Hold on. Hold on. Scumbag of the week is Sean McVay. Maybe Hold on. Should, we'll do a co-scumbag Hold on. of the week. Sean McVay. Was anybody hurt? There, supposedly there were no reported injuries. Mason Rudolph wasn't hurt when when Mason when, Rudolph wasn't hurt. Yeah, he got up afterwards. My scumbag of the week is. What are you fucking holding your Bruce. arms up in the air for? What You're is that fucking mean? scumbag too? Let the boys play, man. Whatever. Oh, dude. whatever. <laughs> whatever, dude. You're an ass clown. If it was anybody, yeah. say, that's because that's because he still got his fucking little tiny erection for the Rams. And you watch every no. week on this show this year, he'll be like, "Oh, well, didn't Stafford have such a nice game?" Oh, whatever. No, not at all. Not Anyways, I don't have a hard on for the Rams. I still, I still love Stafford. I don't have a hard on for the Rams. You got one for him. You should have one for Kelly Stafford, not him. <laughs> Why? Oh, I forgot. You don't like. So oh, hold on, huh? hold on. So when he bends over backwards for Tom Brady, you don't say, "Oh, he should be bending over backwards Who? for Giselle." Who bent over backwards for Tom Brady? Him, Sam. What are you talking about? Huh? You're saying because I like Stafford, I should be liking Kelly. You make that joke every time. 
That should be like, oh, Kelly Stafford. You should be saying that about Giselle. What do you mean she's ugly? Who? Giselle? Giselle's ugly? Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. Join us next week as we break down all the upcoming action in week one of the NFL season. God, the wait is finally over. If you haven't, make sure you're following us on Instagram at Tip Balls and Twitter at Tip Balls. Twitter will be the place where we will update you on everything happening in the NFL. Cuts, trades, and any piece of news, you can find it there. Our Instagram is the place where we share all of our power rankings, our fab fives of all 32 teams, and some other fun NFL-based content as well. Also, we are on TikTok. At Tip Balls Podcast is how you can find us. And guess what? Bruce is constantly working on some incredible content there. So please check us out. Make sure you're following our socials. And if you're listening to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, you can watch us on YouTube. Search for Tipped Balls and subscribe to get updated every time a new episode comes out. And if you're watching us, you know how to find us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys so much for listening. Two episodes a week coming at you all regular season. A special fantasy episode as well. Get ready. It's going to be fun. Am I perfect? Perfect.